How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and we got the first week one opponent coming up in the Baltimore Ravens in just a couple days here. We got football back tonight, the Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Very excited about that to get a regular season game, a meaningful game. We'll see if Matt Stafford suits up. I know he has uh, an elbow issue that's been bothering him. They've been trying to mitigate his reps, uh, making sure that he's healthy for the season, but still uh, bothering him a little bit. He's been playing through pain for many, many years now. Um, and then the Bills, you know, hopefully uh, take a loss, so... Uh, the Jets can, you know, sneak into that, that you know, race in the division and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, this game against the, the Ravens is no pushover. It is going to be a very difficult one, especially uh, since Zach Wilson's out. And, you know, most most of the team is healthy. Now, Dwayne Brown just popped up with a shoulder injury today. They don't really know the severity of that. So that would be a huge wrench thrown into the mix um, just a couple days before Sunday. Um, but we want to talk about five keys to beating the Ravens. What is it going to take to overcome a very, very good team that has fantastic roster construction, a good offensive line? Of course, you have Lamar Jackson, um, a really dangerous rushing attack, and you know a, a pretty solid defense to boot. So it's going to be tough. But Ryan, before we dive into the five keys to beating this team, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Alex, getting excited. I mean, it's a great opportunity for the Jets going up against a very established organization. And I think it's an opportunity for them to really prove that, you know, what they've built these last two off seasons is, you know, going to really start to show up. And I think just most Jets fans really want to see a competitive football game. The, the Dwayne Brown injury puts a dent into things like exactly like you said. And um, it's going to be interesting. I, a tackle depth has been a concern, I think, for most Jet fans really all off season. And, you know, you're already seeing here early on, like it's it's a concern if Brown can't go in this game. I mean, it's Max Mitchell as a rookie going to go thrown out there or. I feel like we have an idea really on what Connor McDermott is at this point. And, you know, really the trickle down effect is George Fant get moved to left tackle. So a lot of moving parts and concerns. Let's hope for the best with Brown. And, you know, overall, I mean, this, this is going to be a tough game for the Jets. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you look at last year, you know, beat the AFC champion Bengals at home, took the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans at home. Like there's no reason that late in this game, the Jets can't at least, you know, have a fighter's chance. Yeah, and that's what we want. We want this team to compete. They have a very good roster on paper. Now it just comes down to execution and discipline. But the first uh, key here that I want to discuss is establishing the run. Now, uh, part of the overall, you know, the fifth key that we're going to discuss is more of team-oriented stuff. But establishing the run does a couple things for you, right? It sets up the passing game. It sets up play action, but it also helps you uh, maintain time of possession. Now, keeping the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands should be priority number one for the Jets. Now, establishing the run is easier said than done against a pretty solid Baltimore defense as they are every single year. Uh, but Michael Carter, Brees Hall, more than capable of moving the chains. You have a rebuilt offensive line with Lake and Tomlinson, Elijah Vera Tucker, hopefully Dwayne Brown suits up, um, George Fant, and of course, uh, you know, Connor McGovern at center there. So pretty solid group. Uh, pretty solid push they can get up front. And, you know, Tyler Conklin at tight end, CJ Uzoma can do some good stuff, especially, uh, you know, getting to the second level and opening up some gaps for the running backs. But I would like to see Brees Hall utilize that acceleration, utilize that power, um, showcase that, you know, one cut, get vertical, and just churn out those yards, man. Just get those first downs, move the ball down the field, uh, you know, strategically. You don't have to hit big bombs downfield all the time. You can really just move the chains gradually. Um, using the, the running game as a catalyst for that, which opens up play action and, and the passing game. I think that's going to be probably the best way for the Jets to stay in this game. The best way for them to win this game is just running all over Baltimore. If they can set the stage in the running game, it'll open up the passing game. Uh, Baltimore traditionally has a very good run defense, and it's it's hard to stop them in that regard. Uh, but now that Wink Marndale's gone in the defensive coordinator position, we'll see kind of how that transitions, how their defense kind of takes form um, in, the, in the first week after a long, long time 
having a very similar uh, blitz-heavy structure uh, that predicates itself on stopping the run and getting after the quarterback. So, uh, Ryan, now when you're looking at establishing the run here, who do you think takes the reins? Do you think Michael Carter sets the stage, or do you think Brees Hall kind of gets the majority of the reps here? I think it'll be a balance, you know, really um, probably close to split in half just because it's Brees' first game, and, you know, you, you want to make sure that you kind of built him up and gain experience before you really just make him a bell cow type of player. And I think you just look at the construction of the Jets' offense with Michael Floor's scheme and, really what Joe Douglas has invested into with the interior of this offensive line. I mean, Jets have paid, you know, a left guard and a center a lot of money and traded up to get a right guard. So that's a lot to invest in in the interior. And I think when you look at the Ravens defense across the board, it's a pretty balanced unit. But I, I think when you just look at the personnel, if there's one thing that the Jets can exploit in this game, like I said the other day, I think it's really just up the middle at linebacker, um, you know, the interior defensive line, you know, I think what they have on the outside and, you know, in the secondary is really, really good. And, you know, you want to really minimize that and, you know, to really get that play action pass game going against, you know, some great corners and safeties like they have in coverage. You know, the Jets are going to have to be able to run the football. And like you said, controlling the time possession is going to be crucial in this game. That is a fact. And the second one here is containing Lamar. Second key, got to stop Lamar. He is a menace on the run. Um, you can't really contain him, honestly. You know, it doesn't matter how fast your edge rushes are. It doesn't matter how quick they are. He's quicker, and he he's like a ghost, man. He just freaking appears places, and he disappears, and he's so fast and hard to stop. They have to have probably a spy on him. Um, they, they have to have some sort of linebacker spy on him throughout the game, or at least an edge rusher spy, just keeping that contained and, and forcing him back into the middle of the of the pack, and hopefully your interior lineman can uh, swallow him up and, and, and give the Jets a chance to stop him before he gets running. Um, so, you know, there, there's kind of the reality situation the defensive line is going to have to set the stage in this one they are going to have to stop Lamar Jackson from running the football he is not going to beat you with his arm for the most part he is going to beat you with his legs he always that's what he does man he beats you with his legs um and if you can stop him you can give your a pretty a much better chance at winning um so you know who do you think has to step up here what player you think in specific I think it's Carl Lawson and, and Quentin Williams those two guys I think Carl Lawson's got to push him back towards the middle. I think Quentin Williams using that speed and agi agility has to swallow him up and, and stop him before he takes off. I think those are the two guys that I kind of uh, focus in on and, and say, you know, they are the ones that have to stand out. For sure. I mean, containing Lamar is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, that's half the battle if the Jets are going to keep this game competitive. And it's very imperative because, you know, the structure and the way that the Jets defensive line is built, it's very much so on attacking with, you know, a fast first step and, initial speed off the ball and really imposing your will. It's a very, you know, one gapping type of system. And, you know, they got to really make sure that they are, you know, sound and keep their gap integrity, um, keeping him in the well, so to speak. And I, I think it's interesting, you know, obviously Carl Lawson, um, John Franklin Myers on the edge on early downs. You know, I think you're really going to see JFM, you know, start out just, you know, as a run defender really playing at the end. Um, I think Jordan Whitehead is potentially a guy to really keep an eye on in terms of containing Lamar, you know, playing in the box where we know Whitehead really thrives. Um, he's a guy just with his, you know, imposing presence and his physicality alone, you know, can really, uh, you know, make plays in pursuit and, you know, whether it's getting in the backfield, going from sideline to sideline, staying in the box. I think him and, you know, I'd probably even say CJ Mosley just with, you know, his smarts, his experience, obviously he, you know, played with the Ravens for five years and, you know, knows some of those guys on that team pretty well. So, it's obviously a tough task containing Lamar, but, you know, it's something that the Jets are going to win this game or keep it close, you know, down to the end. They're going to have to find a way to do. 
Yeah, they're definitely going to have to find a way to do that. But number three, key three, lockdown Mark Andrews. So, you know, whether that be Michael Carter II, whether that be C.J. Mosley, whether that be even Sauce Gardner, honestly, I'd put a freaking cornerback like Sauce Gardner on Mark Andrews and just say just man cover him the entire game. You know, if you're Sauce, you have, you're, you're tall, you're lanky, you have that pterodactyl wingspan. Mark Andrews, physical in nature, you know, very, very athletic for a guy of his size. Um, I would want my best cover corner probably, or at least the, the longest corner on him. So at least you can get up there and compete on those more physical jump balls. Um, I think that, you know, if you're looking at CJ Mosey to man up against him, you're looking at a problem. I think Michael Carter, the second, you know, maybe if he goes into that jumbo slot role, probably a problem. I don't think Michael Carter, the second has enough size to guard him, you know, stopping. If you're going to play zone, he's going to expose you. Mark Andrews is arguably the best tight end of football next to Travis Kelsey, um, stopping him is, is, is pretty much impossible, but you can try to limit him. Um, you know, he carried my fantasy team through the playoffs last year. He's an absolute stud. Uh, honestly, I would not be a, a, opposed to the idea of just manning him up again like with, with uh, sauce and just letting Rashad Bateman, uh, go up against DJ Reed on the outside. Like that might be my, my, you know, m- method here, my strategy, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown's gone. He's with the Cardinals. Now the, the Ravens don't have a, a crazy deep wide receiver unit. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to just manning him up with sauce um, and seeing seeing if he can uh, at least at least hamper him, at least put him in, in a ro- in a spot where he's not going to just destroy this Jets defense. But the problem is, if you're starting him in, in line, it's hard for a cornerback to kind of guard an in line tight end, especially if they're going to block, because then you're talking about, all right, we'll just run the football on you, and our our tight end is going to just destroy Sauce Gardner, destroy your cornerback. So I'd say only if he's kind of in that jumbo slot role, I put a corner on him. But in line, you're kind of relying on those linebackers and, and that strong safety role there uh, to pick up the slack. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, what is your strategy in, in hoping to lock down Mark Andrews or at least limit him to a degree? For sure. I mean, I love your point on sauce. But then again, like you said, you know, they would just leave him close to the line of scrimmage and, you know, make sauce have to compete against the run, which is obviously something the Jets did speak about this summer and how, you know, that that's a transition for rookie corners from college to the NFL and, it's really tough. I mean, the Jets put Michael Carter the second, uh, you know, their slot corner a couple times last year, whether it was Mike Gusecki was the most notable game late in the season against the Dolphins. And like you said, just from a height weight standpoint, I mean, it's really tough. And Andrews can move well at that size. Um, he can beat you down the field vertically. So it's really going to be interesting to see. Like you said, I, I don't know if it's CJ Mosley, if it's Sauce, if it's Michael Carter the second, if it's maybe LaMarcus Joyner. Um, you talk about a guy with some corner background, you know, in his experience. So, it's really going to be interesting. It's going to be a collective effort in all honesty. You know, I don't think one guy really slows down Mark Andrews and you really said it best. I mean, if you can contain him, look, the rest of this offense in terms of the skill talent is really nothing serious to write home about. Yeah, that, that's going to hamper Lamar Jackson's ability to throw the football for the most part. But, you know, that's why Mark Andrews is going to be such a, a lethal target for him in the passing game. They have a couple of pretty good tight ends. Maybe they'll use a 12 personnel a little bit more frequently. So Jets have to be wary of that. But the fourth key here is the pass rush has to hit home. You know what I mean? Like this, uh, stopping Lamar Jackson, you, you watched Miami Dolphins last year. The pass rush has to put pressure on him. He will make mistakes if you put pressure on Lamar Jackson. You know, if you put if you put enough pressure on him, he'll throw the ball up in the air and, and you know, 50-50s and, you know, their receivers aren't going to out-jump guys like Sauce um, so you, or even Jordan Whitehead. So, you know, this is an opportunity for them to showcase that really solid pass rush that they have, contain him, um, you know, put him on blast and hopefully, uh, you know, walk away with a, a close victory here. But, you know, again, stopping Lamar is a lot easier said than done. He's so quick. He's so fast. 
Um, even if you're a super athlete, like most of these guys are, it doesn't matter. He's better. He's faster and quicker. So, um, you know, someone's got to step up and have a really good game. You know, they have to have a spy on him at all times, you know, just watching his movements, just following him around. It's going to leave the coverage a little bit less, uh, you know, proficient. It's going to leave, uh, gaps open in the secondary, having to spy on him all the time. Um, but ultimately I, you look at his statistics, Lamar and, he, he doesn't actually throw for that many yards all, every year. He, he really gets a lot of production on the ground. His touchdowns last year were down a little bit, but um, the yard is still is just crazy insane. He gets like over 1,000 rushing yards a year, so it's just hard to stop. But, you know, why do you think the pass rush has to really step up here? Who do you think kind of makes a makes an impact in the most here? For sure. I think it's similar to what I said, you know, with the first point, and you look at how Joe Douglas and Michael Floor, you know, have kind of built this offense. I think you look to the defensive side of the ball and what the Jets have invested you know, we've talked about the concerns of the run defense, but the Jets, arguably their top strength across their football team is not just the headlining starters that they have rushing the quarterback along the defensive line, but even the depth. And I think this is a game where it's not just Carl, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Quinton Williams, you know, Jermaine Johnson. It's going to be the Jacob Martins and the Bryce Huffs and the Michael Clemens of the world. You know, this depth of the defensive line, you know, the Jets have you know invested so much into and I think you look at the Ravens offensive line, you know, it's definitely good, but like the, the Jets have the talent to, you know, really make an impact, especially on third downs. You know, they got to get off the field. You can't allow them to extend drives and, you know, in turn, keep the Jets offense off of the field. Like we talked about with the time possession earlier on. And, you know, ultimately, you know, for the coverage to hold up and to limit guys like Mark Andrews in the air, the, the pass rush has got to be able to get home for the Jets in this one. Yes, yes, it does. And the fifth key here is kind of a multitude of things, winning the turnover battle and most just like team stats, like time of possession um, and whatnot. But I think the turnover battle is really, you know, a, always a, a pretty substantial factor in winning and losing football games, right? If they can force Lamar Jackson to throw a couple of interceptions, maybe fumble, um, you know, you're talking about giving your offense another opportunity. And right now with Joe Flacco under helm, I, I don't have much faith that Joe Flacco is going to be um, lighting up opposing teams for three, four passing touchdowns. Um, Zach Wilson, you know, still obviously has a long way to go before I can trust him to do that as well, but I'd rather Zach Wilson and his mobility and just kind of, uh, at least watching his development unfold, um, against good teams like the Ravens and, you know, knowing that there's progress being made here. Uh, but Joe Flacco, he's a veteran, you know, former guy from Baltimore. So, um, he knows what they like to do over there. Um, again, I don't know exactly, I don't exactly know how their defense is going to be changing after Wink Martindale's departure. It could be a little bit more zone coverage based instead of man, heavy man, single high coverage, uh, blitzing. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do there, but this is an opportunity for Joe Flacco to like show showcase that veterancy, uh, keep the ball safe, don't make any dumb decisions, and that's kind of part of the reason why I want this Jets team to establish the run because you know if you establish the run and you're running effectively and you can keep kind of relying on that, the chances of turning the ball over reduce significantly. Um, so I will say like that will be the number one catalyst if they can run the ball, pick up first downs, move the chains that way they can really control the entire pace of the game. And when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, any second he could take off, any second he could score a touchdown. So you really have to be careful about that, um, which is which is my primary concern. So, you know, what, what do you think the importance here is of winning the turnover battle and really just maintaining time and possession? For sure. I mean, it's always those key team stats that really win and lose your games in this league. And we obviously touched up on the time of possession and the third down efficiency the turnovers, like you said, I mean, it comes down to the Jets in this game when you're going up against such an established team that's won so much, you know, in recent years. Like, you cannot beat yourself in this game. Um, that's pretty plain and simple. You saw the Jets, you know, in that third preseason game against the Giants, like I said yesterday, 
they can move the football, but you can't stall drives by beating yourself with, you know, fumbles, interceptions. Another thing I'm going to touch up on here in the team stack category penalties, you've got to limit those in this game. And the last one really is just red zone efficiency. I mean, when the jets get inside the 20, they got to punch it in for six. You, you don't know how many of those opportunities you're going to get in this game. Um, I think, like you said, the, you know, veteran experience of Joe Flacco, knowing he's going up against his former team. You know, I think you can expect him to really rise up in this game and, you know, I think the main concern really just offensively is Dwayne Brown. And, you know, if he's not going to be able to go, you know, really, it's, it feels such a, you know, void for the Jets that uh, I don't really know what the answer is going to be. But ultimately, you know, I think you got to keep it plain and simple, you know, spread the ball around, get this passing game going off of play action and you can't beat yourself. You got to limit the mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to give you guys some insight. Um, into this wide receiver and tight end core that you, you that the Jets are facing off against on Sunday. They got Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. Those are the two guys that I'm looking at. Isaiah Likely apparently looked really, really, really good um, in camp and during preseason. So uh, the 12 personnel concept makes a lot of sense to me if they're going to be running that way. Lamar Jackson loves his big body tight end, so I would not be surprised to see them put Isaiah Likely in the slot a couple times, maybe a jumbo situation. They got Rashad uh, Bateman, who you know they have a lot of expectations for, take a step forward. Devin DuVernay. He's decent. James Proch, Demarcus Robinson, and Tylan Wallace, who's, um, you know, uh, th- they also have some uh, excitement about. So, like I said, wide receiver position is rather thin. Not many big time players there, um, but their tight end position is very loaded, and they could really they could make some some noise uh, just using those tight ends pretty frequently. So, I am interested to see how the Jets game plan around stopping those guys. But um, I'd always uh, really appreciate any perspectives below on this Jets Ravens game. Any ideas? Um, about how the Jets can stop them, any additional keys that you might have, honorable mentions, happy to discuss um, in the comments, as always, my friends. But hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Make sure to like and subscribe, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. <laughs>